Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And I, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I want to I touch base. So, Todd, it's been a week, and I still see the gray wall with the gray border behind yep. you. Yep. So, so the house hasn't fallen down. Uh, it's working on it. <laughs> or he hasn't posted bail. We're not sure. Yeah, <laughs> very there's true. No, yeah, there's you, no bars behind me, so that's a bonus. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, I mean, I can't see the window, so there might be. Oh, there is a window. Hold on. Okay, oh, yeah, no bars, the bars in the window. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, so how are how are the joys of home ownership there, Ted? Uh, where to start? <laughs> um, the garage door broke today, so that's always fun. Um, our water has too much copper in it, so that's always fun. Could be worse. You could have not enough copper. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't <laughs> want to be copper deficient, right? I mean, that's right. a that's a bonus. Yep. And you know, and the foundation still hasn't been repaired, so that's a bonus too. Oh, nice. All right. So this is very important. Is the the garage door stuck open or closed? Half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How? What? <laughs> so when you called the garage door company, you were like, "Yeah, you'll recognize us because we'll be the one house on the block with the garage door halfway open." Yeah, it's it. You know, it got stuck like halfway. So I went and I pulled the cord so I could push it all the way down, and then I locked it. So the hoodlums can't get inside my house tonight. But it was stuck halfway, closed and or open, depending on whether you're, <laughs> you're a, an half, optimist. Yeah, yeah, whether you're a half cla- or glass half full type of guy or glass half empty. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I guess when you're talking in terms of garage doors, I guess closed is better. I don't know. I mean, mm. it was it was closing when it got stuck, so I call it half closed. Okay, all yeah, right, that makes fair. sense. I think it's the whatever action it was trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so isn't it isn't it fun like when no. you buy a house no. that is like s- seemingly fine and all of a sudden it's just like, ah, oh, everything's going to fall apart. Yeah, I didn't realize that things were so expensive. I mean, I guess I probably should have done a little bit more research up front, but Lowe's and Home Depot, I mean, that they've they've got it going on over there. They've got a racket going on. Yeah, I mean, you figure people need to fix their houses, so where else are you going to go? Yeah, I just a depot for homes. That's, that's right <laughs> in the name. Or, you know, yeah. Ace Hardware. I like that one. Ace they're, is good. They're a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when you get those smaller stores. But they but have the helpful hardware folks. That is true. So when I moved into my house in Connecticut a long time ago, I had to replace the oil tank in the garage or the basement. And I thought to myself... I've never heard of something having to replace an oil tank. What yeah. the hell? What is going on? <laughs> and it's not very it's not very cheap to do so. So that was that was fun. Yeah. So I feel you. I feel you there. I'm hoping that the garage door does not cost me a lot of money or and or the water system because I just have a strange inkling that I'm going to be told tomorrow that I need to replace my garage doors and my water system. And that's just going to not happen. I I'll live with no garage doors and no water. I mean, it could be worse. They could tell you that all of your pipes are leaching into your water and you need to replace all of your plumbing. So so, so that is actually a big fear of mine, too, because my, <laughs> pH, my pH... So the reason I called the water people is because my water um, pH is a little low. So the like on one, on one faucet that drips, it turns like the sink blue because of copper. Hmm. So huh, that's not good. So yeah. I am I am a little concerned by by that. So if next episode when we're recording you look like the Statue of Liberty, we should all be a little alarmed. <laughs> yes, I I guess everything is bad. <laughs> it would be appropriately themed for the episode though, but uh <laughs> true. So Todd, uh, 
on a scale of zero to 14, where seven is water. <laughs> How water is your water right now? <laughs> which, which, which direction is copper? Um, I mean, acidic would be closer to zero. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, so we want to go like a, like a five? Okay. Ooh, well, that's, that's, that's probably not true. <laughs> The, well, not. I can tell you, the pH of five is human urine. So, <laughs> don't ask why Chris knows that. <laughs> the pH of my water is six point eight currently. Okay, all right. Pure water is seven. So, yes, you're 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 almost you're almost actual water. I hope to <laughs> I hope to get to seven. I strive that's for seven. The, that's, that's the goal. Maybe maybe uh, seven maybe seven point two. I'd be happy with that if it was a little bit more base base base. Basic. Basic. Ah. Ted likes his water basic. <laughs> no. Like, so basic. Is, is, it's, it's acidic, and then what's the other side? Basic. Basic. Okay. You were right. Oh, you okay. Just I was right. didn't know the word. Yeah. I knew base. <laughs> yeah, you knew base. Uh, yeah. But... Over there with his pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> just Ugg basic boots. water. Hashtag basic white bitch. <laughs> um, so I'm not even going to let you guys try this week, because I'm going first. Because I'm real thirsty, again. As well, I'd like to introduce my beer then, just to jump in front of you. So, this week, I'm drinking the Sorcerer, which is part of the Player's Handbook IPA series from Lewitt Brewing Company. The Player's Handbook? Yeah. So, it's a sketch. It's a pencil-drawn sketch of a Dungeons & Dragons wizard. And on the side, it has like all of its stat block written in, in terms of its hops, IBUs, SRM alcohol all that stuff it's pretty, oh, cool. pretty cool i picked it up because it looks like something D themed and this is one that you got to check out on the on the instagram when we post it um and this is their first of the player's handbook series so i'm i'm excited uh it's a hazy ipa do you have to wait for like the second and third and fourth to come out or are they, are they all out and you just have to find them this was the only one that was available and it's probably the only one i'm going to drink because this returned from portland with me oh yeah so this is not available in montana but this is from vancouver washington which is right over the border on the the oregon washington line there gotcha but uh yeah cheers so it's funny that you have this beer because uh one of our friends on instagram one of the hashtag fans of the pod uh rhino fan he posted this the other day and i was like nice i as a as a caster when you play rpgs and such i was very appreciative of it so it spoke to you it did it did it's a pretty awesome can you'll check out the insta yeah i will i will say it definitely lives up to the name it's a everything you want in your hazy ipa i wouldn't say it's quite new england style it's not as juicy if that makes sense um even though this does have six pounds of hops i get a little more citrusy holy hell yeah six pounds of hops per barrel in this guy but I get a little bit more of the piney notes than more juicy. But you do get that those tropical fruit aromas. So does it taste like a sap then, kind of? No, it's not super piney. It's just a little bit more so than most of your typical, you know, New England IPAs that you would more familiar with back east. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, we got a five SRM here, according to the can. Oh, so, okay. So it actually gives you the SRMs. Nice. Yeah. It's um, in terms of mouthfeel, it's a it's a good it's a good thickness. I would say, like you would expect most hazies, this is right there alongside of them. I'm gonna rate this. You know, this is pretty good. 
I'm going to give it a four, four out of five. Nice. That's a solid rating for you. It is. Yeah. And actually, this is Chris's suggestion. We're going to we're going to do something a little new here in the pod. We're going to no, we can't change things, guys. we're gonna gonna record we're gonna get throw out our microphones and (laughs) record like we're back at episode one oh because that's todd thinks we should never change the pod so no never change (laughs) never change Listen, this is why this is why you guys can't view me on the pod because i always record naked yes that's right todd never changes birthday suit for life hashtag birthday (laughs) suit (laughs) Uh, so but no we're gonna do something a little different we're gonna (laughs) See how our ratings compare to the untapped average to see how we fall in line. And um, well, after we're all done with our reviews, I'd like to discuss where you guys typically fall in line with com- compared to the average. But, okay. Uh, yeah. No. It's it's a it's it'll be interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how three professional podcasters drink beer compared to everybody else. I mean, is it isn't it cool that we're like professional drinkers? Yeah. I mean, we we get paid to drink now. Oh, okay. like... oh, you guys won't believe this one. The average is 3.94. Oh, so, so Obert was way over. <laughs> yeah. You can't get... <laughs> Unfortunately, Untap doesn't let you check into the 0.02 level. Right. <laughs> you were thinking the... 3.94, think... but you just yeah. couldn't. Hashtag yeah. Untap, let's get on this. So Yeah. I want to be able to change the 100th place on my rating. But, um... <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. so spot on. Yeah. But no, on the side of the can, I just wanted to quickly, before we move on to your guys' beer, it says, Salutations, Traveler. Welcome to the Player's Handbook IPA series, which will feature rotating styles of IPA throughout. Explore heroic character classes with us as we roll the dice and honor the fantastic realm of pen and paper role-playing games. Look what I just found. Oh, yeah. Ted's got his Pathfinder character uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I didn't even realize I was just going to pull that out, but that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, cool, awesome. I'm jealous. I I want to try it. I w- yeah. Wish I could. Wish we were back in in the traverse where I could just pan- hand it over to you. But uh, you know, Chris right. could just hop in his traverse and traverse his way to you to try it. I could. I could. It would take me like 40 hours. The beer would probably be bad by then. But <laughs> or drink. <laughs> I'm, I'm or too gone. thirsty to wait for that. <laughs> so um. I'll go next. Okay. I am drinking a beer from Trillium. I went to Trillium today on my way back from Boston and Canton. Oh, that explains that smile on your face that has yeah. been glued there since you started recording. Yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of good beer there. They are there, you know, as I've said before, I like going there better than Treehouse because you walk in, you get your beers pretty much instantaneously. They have a, you know, they have table service now and you can buy your beers and go. So in all, you know, my beer buying experience took all of maybe five minutes. It was great. That's cool. And I've heard that they have an outdoor area now, too. They do. They do. Um, so I was able to get a few frozen beers today as well and try those, and they were delicious. The the famed Trillium slushies? Yeah. You know, the, the bad beer that they can't really can, so they throw it in the slushy. I think I'll tell you, the slushies are still pretty damn good. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even a bad Trillium beer is better than most other beers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've brewed my own beer. We know how bad beer can be. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> um, so I am drinking Crown and Crate. It is a double IPA with honey and lactose with Madagascar vanilla added in as well. Wow. That sounds really sweet. What's the ABV on that? So it is 8.6 ABV. Can is got you know, a little picture of like 
honey crates on it, or like bee crates, I guess is the better term for that. Bee bee houses. Bee houses, beehives. <laughs> is that that's that the word I'm really looking for? Beehive? No, I think I think bee houses is right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're gonna go bee houses. And as you can bee see Bee apartment complexes. Ooh. Wow. That looks really good. That looks delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Trillium just I mean, they just knock it out of the park almost every time. Ted looks amazed at how this tastes. <laughs> then he looks I'm confused. Yeah. The, the, the serious adjustment on that second sip. Amazed and confused. <laughs> There's a lot of flavor going on. Well, yeah, you, the way you made it sound like you got vanilla, you got honey, you got lactose. Yeah, it's a it's, lot of sweeteners. I think you're right. Where it's 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 almost too sweet. If that's a thing, like that is a thing. That was my thought when you said describing it. I'm like, that sounds too sweet for me. Yeah, it's not juicy at all. I mean, despite the fact that it looks like it's going to be extremely juicy, there's no juice. I mean, it it very much tastes like honey and vanilla. Like it's interesting. It kind of reminds me of like the Hilma when the Hilma was fresh. Oh yeah, I like that. That was good. I it almost seems like that beer needs to be rounded out by living in a barrel for twelve to eighteen months, and that might be the plan. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> the barrel aged version's coming out in nine months or something. So this is. I mean, it's good. It's it definitely has you know. It's got. It's definitely has a lot of a uh, vanilla on the front with the honey on the back. You don't really get the lactose. The lactose kind of just makes it a little bit thicker. Um, like I said, there's not a lot of fruit flavor, or I'm not getting a lot of fruit flavor on it. Um, it, you can definitely taste the booziness to it a little bit more, and it leaves a weird aftertaste in your mouth, which is a little funky. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I like it. It's it's an interesting aftertaste, but it's it's not something I would expect for an aftertaste for a beer. Well, you said you get honey on the back end. Does that honey kind of linger? Kinda, but it's it's like a it's like a more bitter honey, if that makes sense. Like I would imagine, like this might be what honey tastes like if you go into a beehive and eat the honey directly from the hive before it's like boiled down and cooked down into you know concentrated honey that we usually eat in the house so i just wonder if that's more of like what i'm tasting it, it tastes a little bit more like polony i guess is the word that i'm okay yeah yeah i don't i mean not to fact check your your honey too much but raw i've had raw honey that's pretty common here and it tastes pretty much like regular filtered honey okay um, uh- I wonder if I wonder if you're getting like some bitterness from whatever hops they put into it, and it's mixing with the honey like that. It's possible. I mean, I don't pro- know. that's probably what it is. If I had to guess, yeah. <laughs> but it's. I mean, overall, it's a solid beer. I, I like it. Um, you know, I have three more. I will. I will drink them all happily. And they only cost you twenty four fifty. This actually, this one actually was on sale, Chris. Oh, okay. All um, right. Sounds like we might know why. It was uh, seventeen dollars and twenty cents. For the four per pack. can, <laughs> no. <laughs> for the four pack, and I also bought a few bottles today. That uh, one of the bottles was two dollars and fifty five cents per bottle. Oh wow! Like, yeah, I was like, that's basically free. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll have to you have to drink one of those on the pod at some point because I'm curious how bargain trillium beer tastes. Yeah, it's like a weird face your beer segment that you expect <laughs> to be good, right? <laughs> you know. Maybe in the next couple episodes, we'll have to do a face your trillium beer. I- embrace your beers. Embrace, embrace your beers. Your beers. <laughs> um, overall, I'm I'm going to give this beer a four. Okay, so, a solid four. You know, I don't. I I think it probably. You know, maybe it should. Maybe it should be higher. But I I just I don't think I don't think I can. I think it's too weird for me. Okay. Well, let's see if the drinking universe agrees with you. So it is rated a four point two six on Untapped. So I'm a little bit below average. Yeah, I was going to say you're probably low. I think, and maybe we'll talk about it afterwards because I have some theories on this. 
<laughs> on averages and things of that nature. Well, so. I think, yeah, it, depending on the brewery. I mean, you know most of Trillium's beers are going to be above four as an average just because of who they are. Right. They have that hop hype. Hop hype. <laughs> just looking at your face, I did not think that you were going to rate that a four. That looked like it was not super enjoyable for No, it's a just beer. It's, it's got a lot of different flavors going on, so your tongue just gets attacked by different flavor notes and it's just it's, yeah. it's a little funky. You should write like that there was a lot in, going on, yeah. in your check in description. Be like it attacks your tongue but in a good way. <laughs> I, I bet you if it got a little as it gets a little warmer too, it probably will um, adjust its flavor as well. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So I guess I, I finally get to go. Now I know how Obert feels. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should just well, all drink at the same time going forward and just yeah, all just, talk over each other. Yeah, pull our headphones out and just talk. <laughs> well, Chris, you have the patented uh, opening sound in your reviews. I, I had mine pour. I always pour mine and take the picture before we start recording. So, yeah, there we go. I don't. I don't know. I like the patented sound. So um, I'm drinking a bottle today. Or from well, actually, I'm drinking from a glass, but it came out of a bottle. Over under, if he can pour this correctly, I'll give that a. Th- I'll set the over under at three. Three <laughs> percent? No, I don't know. I don't know. How do you over under that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Did you actually pour it correctly? Yeah, looks good. That's a solid pour. Um, so I'm drinking from Highwire Brewing the High Pitch Mosaic IPA, and uh, they're in. They're out of Asheville, so we didn't go to Highwire, but they were there somewhere. Um, we'll have to just go back that's okay yeah there you go it's so this says it's a balanced western north carolina ipa so i think i think they're getting a little little ahead of themselves presumptuous with their own style there (laughs) Uh, a chorus of mosaic and centennial hops to balance out the malt in this dank and drinkable ale so um, i actually do like the the label art it's like a what is that uh hippopotamus yelling into a a megaphone. Oh, that's cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. It's a little steampunky. Uh, I like it. Yeah, yeah sort of. Steampunk circusy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, um, Mosaic, one of my favorite, actually two of my favorite hops, Mosaic and Centennial. So um, hope and high hopes, high apple pie in the sky. You know. So here we go. Yeah, there was there was too many breweries in Asheville for us to get to, but I'm looking forward to hearing what Chris has to say about this one. Yeah, I. I I feel like you need to spend a good week there to try all the breweries. And even then, you might not try them all. Yeah, I think I looked up before going. There's like 40 or 50 breweries and brew pubs. In, in Asheville? Asheville. Yeah, there's quite a few. Um, so this is this is good. It, um, it is not... I don't get a lot of juice. I get almost all bitterness and like piney type notes. Um, and I mean, it's it's not a bad beer. It's probably not one I would buy again. Uh, I do get a decent amount of malt on like the like the middle towards the back, but other than that, not bad. What's the story on how you acquired this beer? It is not a very good story. I went to <laughs> I went to a local shop and built a built a mix six pack. So uh, you said was, at the grocery like, store. It was at the grocery store. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to get some good eclectic stuff at the grocery store. But the mix sixes are great when you have to record a podcast and you don't want to be stuck with five beers. Of the yeah, same thing. I mean, that, that, that's the <laughs> biggest thing. from personal thing. experience. <laughs> and I can see with a label like that why you picked it up because it is, it's like, you know, a rhinoceros shouting at you. Or is it a hippopotamus? It's a hippo, yeah. Hippopotamus. It's like a hippopotamus shouting at you, buy Hip, this beer yeah. and take I mean, it home. Hip hop? Hip hop anonymous? It, it, it's, it's good. It's not, not earth shattering. It's like a standard... IPA. 
I now that I'm tasting it more, I get a lot of floral notes on it. Um, would, would you call it a well balanced West Western North Carolina IPA? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it, I guess it would be well balanced because I yeah. do get both hoppiness and and maltiness. So I, I would have to say it's pretty well balanced. Is well balanced just code for boring? Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. This is, it's just not, there's, there's not anything like crazy special about that it. That IPA is more basic than Ted's Water is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely is more, wait, nope, probably isn't. I don't know what the pH of beer is. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll give this, I'm trying to be harder, trying to be harder. I'm going to give it a three a out three. of five. Yeah. Okay. It's... So I'm curious. I'm, I, I have a feeling yeah. I'm low. Harder I'm than not... Ted's Water. Jeez. So you rated it a three. Untaps rating is a three point seven three. Yeah, I figured. I figured that was going to be the case. It is. Um, people seem to like it. Yeah. So I figured now that if we're going to make this a regular part of our our show, we should talk about what we think of untapped averages in general and how they compare to you know how good a beer really is. Yeah i i have I have a few theories on some of these. Like, um, if you get like a big name brewery, I think. Like the trilliums and the treehouses of the world, I feel like almost every single one. If you look up all their beers on Untapped, they're probably all four to four and a half, maybe right. even higher. And I, I don't think it's necessarily because they're all that good. I think it's just got the name, and everybody's like, "Oh man, I had a treehouse, so I got to give it a five, You know. Whereas like these like smaller breweries, they can be a little bit more either either accurate or maybe in some cases underappreciated. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that one so yeah i i could see the case for both of those for sure and also with a smaller brewery if they're having a limited release beer let's say i have a beer and it came out june 15th and you know i'm drinking it 10 days later um there's not going to be a lot of check-ins so the average could really swing one way or another based on how many people have have had it you know that is true yeah that is true yeah i i also think that i mean a lot of it is and i notice it more with like sours than anything else is someone will go to, I'm just going to say Wicked Weed because we went there and they had a bunch of sours, but not necessarily always the case. But so they go there with a group of friends and they try a flight and they're like, oh, I don't like sour beers. So they give them all a one because they don't like sour beers. So that yeah skews the average that way. And I mean, I can't say I don't. I try not to. I try not to be that way with like Belgians per se, but it's impossible. I can't ever I can't ever give a Belgian a five or a four and a half or you know because I just I don't really like them that much so um I might I might not give them a one I might be able to realize oh no this is a good beer but yeah it's good it's for not the style get... that it is right yeah <laughs> and we've talked about the difficulty of rating a beer that you don't personally enjoy it that you recognize as a good beer it's tough it's tough to kind of take your personal prejudice out of it when you're giving it a review because you are reviewing how you feel about the beer you know yeah do you guys also find, and Chris, I wanted to bring this up, especially given how cool your, your can looked, and that was what drew you to it because it had the hippo yelling into the microphone. Do you find that a lot of times, like, the really good beers are not the beers that come with the really cool, like, artwork on it? Like, a lot of times, like, the artwork is what draws you in, and sometimes the beer is underwhelming? I mean, I've definitely had that happen before. I think I we've all know. bought beer that we've bought for the can alone. Yeah. 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 And or name like name will do it too. like looking at you, Patrick. So hazy. Yeah. Look at you. Solid. Like, OK, like pretty good beer, I would say. But five well, star name. I'm happy that mine stands up in terms of 
cool can and delicious beer. Yeah, yeah sometimes see? you get lucky and you hit the trifecta. Like, I can think of one, and maybe it's just because you had the sorcerer, but I really enjoyed, uh, what is it, Mage? The Mage by... Relic. Relic. Oh, yeah, that one's really good. That was really good, and I love the can art, so... Or Burial. Burial has amazing can art. Yeah. But, like, you know, Treehouse and Trillium, no offense to them, eh, it's boring. I mean, it's, like, logo and, like, you know, this one is. (laughs) Our logo is green on this one that we're calling green, (laughs) you know? Right, it's, like, real original, guys. The the beer's really good. Uh, so, but yeah, I've definitely been suckered in by those those cool looking cans or, or bottles or you know hippos yelling into a megaphone. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like sometimes you're talking about how beers get a one star or or one point on untapped from people who don't like sours. I kind of think of that as like the Amazon effect, where you know you look at some one star reviews on Amazon and they're like, well, it didn't ship in two in two days, one star. Okay, you're not really reviewing the product that accurately. Sometimes, I guess, just people don't know how to review stuff is yeah. where this comes down. <laughs> <laughs> like Yelp review- reviews. We didn't have a reservations, and they didn't have a table. One star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not their fault. They were angry yeah. when we started telling them off because they didn't have a table for us. One star. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. This is my mid-episode mini-handle, but I love reading the one-star reviews of places. I found one recently where it was like four reviews all from the same party of 15 that tried tried to go to a restaurant and had a really bad time <laughs> it's like you could tell these were this was a nightmare table and it just it's like clearly it's so funny when it's obvious to me that the, the customer is the problem but not at all obvious to the customer <laughs> oh yeah i know it's crazy i don't understand but for those of you that don't understand what we're talking about you're the problem but yeah. <laughs> yeah if you have to ask if it's you it's probably you but since we're talking about uh problems no ratings uh, shit i have garage doors okay (laughs) no No, i was i'm having nightmares when you say that word i was going to try and make a witty segue which (laughs) into what though (laughs) into into uh our our hit segment while we traverse dot 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 oh Uh, okay But I don't know. I don't know how I was going to make it happen. It was just. It was. So you should talk about garage doors then. (laughs) Yeah, like Tud's half-open garage door. I can't fit my traverse in it. So here's while we traverse. Nope, nope. That's getting cut from the podcast. (laughs) No, I think I say it stays. I think that stays, and we just roast him right now on it. Okay, let's hear it for Chris's while we traverse segment. What a terrible way of. Of moving our podcast forward into a segment, you can't can't put your car in the garage. Might as well traverse with it. So okay, that was, <laughs> so, it was slightly better. <laughs> like an Anyways. SUV with a high center of gravity. Let's watch this. Chris dangerously swerves into a new topic of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Obert. Perfect. <laughs> uh, okay. So, anyways, uh, let's go through some weird drinking laws. Um, we're going to pick it up with number 11, which is New York. So, New uh, York. Right. July 26, 1778. 1788, sorry. 1788. Uh, Concrete and New jungle York. Where things are made of. Oh, I can't. I don't even know what song you were just singing. What song was that? What were, were, were they made out of? Apples? Empire State of, Empire State of Mind. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I must. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't so, sound New like York. Richard K- Keys. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, booze can be a finicky thing to acquire in New York. Firstly, you can only purchase alcohol from specific stores, which does not include general stores. Secondly, alcohol cannot be sold before noon or after 9 p.m. And thirdly, if you are thinking of opening a liquor store, make sure you live close since they must be owned by a single person who must also live within a specific distance from their store. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. That yes. is weird. I feel like the, the middle one is not correct anymore. Because like, I've gone to like liquor stores and bought liquor and or wine after 9 p.m. in New York. Maybe not. I don't know when this is from. <laughs> let's, let's ask. Instead of fact checking, let's just get our New York listeners to, to write in. That is if we don't true. hear yeah. from you, we'll assume that it's the truth. Yeah, right. Exactly. New York, write in. If this is wrong, let, let us know. I will say for New York... Uh, benefit they they are the place that I've been to that has the latest last call of any of any town any city I think you can drink there till like four yeah it just keeps on going it seems yeah it, that's really? a, that's a city that likes to stay out late and then then the the restaurants open back up at like you know seven a.m. so there's only like a small window of time where you can't buy a beer out because you could buy a beer at seven a.m. when like a bar opens up for like breakfast huh. Yeah, I guess I never realized that because I know like I've been to a lot of cities and places where you can drink till 3 a.m., but not 4 a.m. 4 a.m. is pretty, pretty late early, I guess. Anyways, uh, moving on uh, to my great state of North Carolina, number 12. And I read through this already, and I think we have an addition. But anyways, uh, so North Carolina and Massachusetts seem to be in cahoots with each other. Happy hour is not allowed within the state as well as any special alcohol sales or gimmicks. Additionally, the governor, if they so please, can decide to stop all selling, transporting, and manufacturing of alcohol. Wait, For like what? any reason? Yeah, I mean, I guess he just wakes up with a hangover, didn't didn't use his toast gummies, and... He's like, I'm never drinking again, and you know what? <laughs> no one else is either. <laughs> if I'm not drinking, neither are you. <laughs> so, one thing that I, I am curious, uh, and I think we can all harp on, is the fact that... the. You can't buy beers for people that aren't visible by the bartender. Yeah, this was a rough one yeah. we encountered on the, the bachelor party. For like such a good beer city, yeah, Asheville, it was. They were super strict about this. It was like mm -hmm. you had to. They had to see an empty glass to prove that you were you didn't have one sip left of your beer before they gave you another one. So there's no way you could go up and buy a round unless you brought back you know eight empty glasses to be like, can we have eight more beers? Yeah. And and like if you just get to a bar and like say people go to the table, you can't just be like, oh, let me get a round of beer for my table. They have to be like, no, every person has to come get it from the bar. And it's really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it was that was super annoying. Yeah. I will say this. I don't know how I bypassed the rule, maybe because they were just really busy, but I did manage to get two pitchers at one point. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. So well, maybe they thought you were going to drink them both. Yeah, but it, allowed. yeah, That's they wouldn't true. give me two beers. So, but two pitchers, maybe I don't know. But yeah, it seemed like different places. It seemed like a lot of places were really strict on that for some reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another weird rule that we encountered down there is that they don't allow you to play games with cards. Like they don't, you're not allowed. You're technically quote unquote not allowed to play games with with cards in a bar. Yeah, that could promote drinking. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, Which, yeah, it was weird. Which is for why that grunk was so like scandalous. Taboo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first I thought it was, you know, oh, because you could be gambling with the card game. But no, it was if you're, like you said, if it's promoting drunkenness, then it's not allowed. 
Yeah, for a for a beer state, beer city, beer everything, it was a lot of anti beer drinking laws, which is weird. But yeah, would you say that North Carolina is in the Bible Bible Belt, Chris? Oh yeah, yep. So that's not super surprising then. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird dichotomy of super beer city in a very conservative state. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but anyways, uh, moving on to <laughs> number thirteen. You know the. X part of Connecticut, Rhode Island. Uh, <laughs> the last of the colonies here. Right, yep. Uh, and Rhode Island, uh, fun fact, Rhode Island was one of the two states that did not ratify the 18th Amendment. But as ahead of times as they were back then, the state, for some reason, does not allow any advertising for happy hour. Happy hour is allowed to occur, but it appears that it cannot be broadcasted. So a lot of weird happy hour laws I'm learning. I was going to say, Todd, you, we all know what the 18th Amendment is, but why don't you tell our listeners? <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you repeat it verbatim from memory? <laughs> Todd's now Googling to figure, make sure that the 18th Amendment is the one where they prohibited alcohol. <laughs> so the 18th Amendment is the, is the amendment that was established in, on January 16th, 1919, and it prohibited the sale of intoxicating <laughs> liquors in the United States. There you go. Yes. So one of the one of the worst ideas ever. Yeah. Luckily, we fixed that. I guess we'll have to do a whole prohibition special on episode one thousand nine hundred nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if like they, it never got repealed and we were just sitting here today, you know, illegally drinking on our podcast? Maybe our podcast would be like reading alone with friends. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Reading Alone with Friends, where we read you the Bible today, folks. Yeah, we talk about what sections of the Bible we're reading. What chapters, what verses, hear it all right here <laughs> on Reading the Bible Alone with Friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. So, uh, 14. Ooh, I wonder what state this is. Minnesota? No. no. <laughs> Minnesota's, Minnesota's a while away still. I'm going to guess Ohio. Todd, do you want to take a guess? Yeah. An actual guess? Uh, my actual guess will be South Carolina. No. Uh, I think we already did South Carolina, yeah. but anyways, uh, Vermont. Oh, oh! So another big, big beer state. Uh, so before 1986, the legal drinking age in Vermont was 18. However, that changed when the government threatened to withdraw their federal funding unless the state raised the legal drinking age to 21. So, oh. <laughs> so they were basically just holding out. They were just like, nope, not going to do it until they were like, no more money. And like, ah, oh, man, I like money, so. Who does 86, huh? Yeah, that's yeah, not that's, that long ago. Right? We were almost born then. Yeah. All right. And rounding out the top 15 is Kentucky. And in Kentucky, it is illegal to sell alcohol on election day, unless it is a special election. <laughs> and for a state largely known for its bourbon, unfortunately, you are not permitted to drink at the distillery if it's located at a dry county. But you can still get your fair share by venturing along the bourbon trail. Huh. That's interesting, interesting that there's dry counties where there are distilleries that's I, that's surprising to me so here's a a fun a fun fact uh and the jack daniels distillery is actually in a dry county really so yeah so you actually can't go you can't drink at jack daniels because it's a dry county but you can buy stuff it's really weird <laughs> so now you lived like spitting distance from kentucky correct chris yes that is correct yes did you end up going to any distilleries in Kentucky or anything? Nope. Ah, that's too bad. Missed your chance. Yeah. Be funny if he was like, I never even crossed the border into Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, 
realistically, I only did it a handful of times, but <laughs> keep <laughs> but in no, mind, I, Chris I, can spit really far. Yeah, also that. <laughs> no, I never, I never ended up going up there. I should have. Uh, there's, there was a few places that were on like my hit list, but never, never made it up that way. But, but that, there we go. Five more states down. Thirty-five to go. You know, we'll we'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, I hope this is a very well fact-checked and interesting article because we have ten segments of our podcast <laughs> that we're going to be referring to it. So, yeah, well, it's what it's what we it's what we're going off of. So yeah. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, if we haven't gotten to your state yet, and you know some weird drinking laws, like I have a good one from Montana that I really doubt is on the list. Write in. We want to hear from you. D-A-W-F podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that could be fun. Some of these are very happy hour centric, so. <laughs> and election day centric. Right. <laughs> uh, I just can't wait till we get to Texas where it's like, in Texas, you can't, you can only drink if you can prove your gun is not loaded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's going to yeah. be awesome. It's going to be like in Texas, you're just, qual- you have to carry around a beer everywhere you go. It's just, it's a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that segment, Chris, of While We Traverse. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, which is our handles on our Frosty Mug of Wisdom. There's three of them. We each have one. We hoist it. We drink it. We pass it. And to start it off, I'm going to share something that has made my life measurably better in the last week. And that's the show Sense8 on Netflix. Have you guys seen it before? No. I've heard of it. No? Yeah, no, it's it's from the Wachowskis who did um, The Matrix. And okay. yeah, I can definitely see a lot of the similar directing choices um, that have been made. And, you know, being a huge fan of The Matrix, I had to check this show out. Um, I don't want to give too much away plot wise, but it involves eight people who are psychically connected and they're from all around the world and all walks of life. And they the show starts off with someone committing suicide and all eight of these people experience that really? and yeah and they all kind of have to come together um through their psychic connection to understand what's going on and i'm not going to give away anything more than that but um i believe they made two seasons and then a movie on netflix i'm really enjoying it so far but um if you like that kind of um mystery sci-fi type of show it's worth checking out on netflix nice i will definitely have to i'll definitely have to check it out yeah yeah very cool we're almost at the end of the Sopranos, so i'm gonna need something to watch yeah yeah check out the pilot and um i think you'll be hooked from there but so with that i'm gonna hand it off to me tud i'm gonna hand it off to tud so i'm going to share a uh, tip for all you people out there who need to paint things if you bring a dime-sized piece of paint from your wall to a Home Depot and or a Lowe's, they can match that paint color, something that I learned this past week. So I want to share that with everybody out there and just say, hey, you know, if you need to repair a wall because you scratched it or dented it or ran into it and broke it, you can go get paint from, from Lowe's. You might want to buy some sheetrock if you run into the wall, too. I was going to say, I don't know if yeah. paint's qu- quite going to fix all those things, but... <laughs> Just put a little paint on it. Now, that was actually a fun fact that we learned when we were selling the Tennessee house because we had to patch some holes and things of that nature, and we had no idea 
what color the walls were, except for like brownish, I guess. And so, but that's what we did. We brought in a little paint speck and it was pretty cool. Nice. So I take it you've been doing some painting of your new place, Todd. Uh, a little bit, but we're also, you know, prepping for the fact that we're going like once like all like the boxes and stuff are unpacked, we're going to have to like fix some of the walls because we've scraped them and dented them and that type of stuff. Are you painting anything, any new colors as well? Uh, the only thing that we painted was the bedroom wall a new color because it was like sunburst orange and we just couldn't have that in our bedroom. Too much. It was, it was too much. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any other painting tips for, for the less painting inclined amongst our audience? Tape. Make sure you use tape everywhere and stay within the lines like a coloring book. Don't tell Caitlin that because she doesn't she doesn't know what that means. I don't know what that means. It's a wall. Like what lines are there? Like you don't want to like paint trim and stuff, so you want to avoid painting that. So you have to. Put... I got you. Yeah, whenever we paint, I'm not allowed to do anything near the trim. I can only roll. <laughs> I can only do the rolling part. That's the easy part. Very nice. And so with that, I'm going to pass the mug to Chris. Oh, I thank you. So I want to share a video game that I've played before and. Dana just recently bought on the phone because they have it on the phone now. And it's a game called Stardew Valley. Oh, man. I'm glad you beat me to this handle. (laughs) Yeah. So Stardew Valley, I originally played on the PS4 and I probably sunk uh, probably over 100 hours into. Um, It was a lot of fun, you know. And you can you basically you inherit your grandfather's farm and you have to, you know, make it into make it into a farm. But along the way, you can like you can go mining and you can go you know build stuff and meet people and have kids. It's it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's like Harvest Moon, just newer. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah it's spiritual a spiritual like successor that. to Harvest Moon. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed playing it um, since then. <laughs> See, see, I have it on the Switch now, and now Dana <laughs> Dana just bought it for the phone, because now it's available for the phone. So if you go on, I don't know how much it was. It's a couple bucks or something. I guess it was like eight bucks, she says, as she just walks by. and uh, But you can you know now play Stardew Valley on the go, which is a lot of fun. That's so, awesome. So if you're into that kind of game, it's, it's worth it. It's worth sinking the time into. My uh, mini handle my beer i'm gonna pour into chris's mug for this one is play through year one without looking up anything online you're gonna enjoy the game more if you don't read the wiki and and kind of spoil the fun for yourself um just do the first year solo and just you'll really enjoy a lot out of the things you discover if you're the kind of person who can who can handle playing a non-optimized game yeah that's that's a that's a good good handle right there because you basically you'll, you you will spoil a lot if you if you go online. So, but there you go. Play Stardew Valley if you haven't already, and if you have, start a new farm and <laughs> play it again. Hey, just as a follow up to this uh, handle about uh, video games, Chris, I saw that you actually took advantage of one of my handles and went out and purchased a game that I had discussed. Yeah, uh, I took. A, I was. I've been looking for a game for a long time. Not that I have a ton of time to play video games anymore, but. Uh, I actually went out and I bought Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen for the Switch. Yes. So, um, I played. I don't know. I probably played like six or eight hours yesterday. So, <laughs> how you liking it so far? It's good. It's really good. Um, I feel like I don't know if I'm on the main quest or not, but there's definitely sometimes I can definitely see where it's very Dark Souls esque in a way because I I like try to fight monsters and then all of a sudden 
it uh, I'm dead. And I'm like, well, why did that happen? And <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's funny. Like I, I went to this place in the game and I was clearly under leveled. Like I was like, I don't know. I don't think I was doing any damage to these guys, but I was still able to go there, which is what it was, which was something you mentioned. It was very open world. You can kind of do do what you want. So, yeah, but I'm still like getting the hang of it. And now this was the game that you said was like Monster Hunter plus Dark Souls plus. Yeah, it was plus Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, that was it's an interesting three games to combine into one. So. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not as good as any of the three in each of their individual categories, but it is really good on its own right. That was that's I think that's pretty much how I described it. Yeah, better than the sum of its parts. Yes. Yeah, but really enjoying it so far. I will I will touch base again, but friend me on the switch and use my pawn so I can get some RCs. Well, <laughs> you can't just you just can't say that. You gotta tell them tell everybody your friend name. <laughs> Reach he hit us up at dawfpodcast at gmail dot com. Oh yeah, I forgot fr- on the switch. It's like switch. impossibly hard to friend someone on the switch. Yeah, you need know, like a sixteen really digit randomly generated code. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and there's no other way. Yeah, that's my hashtag. Why I'm cranky is switch friends. <laughs> yeah, and and so with that, we'd like to thank the breweries that supplied today's beer. I'm going to go first with Trillium and thanking them for their Madagascar Vanilla Crown and Crate double IPA. I'd like to thank Highwire Brewing for their High Pitch Mosaic IPA. And I'm going to thank Lewitt Brewing Company, which I now realize I didn't might not be easy to Google. It's L-O-O-W-I-T, Lewitt Brewing Company, for their Player's Handbook IPA series, The Sorcerer. Please make sure you go onto all social media and follow us at DAWF Podcast. That's Twitter, Facebook, Untapped, and Instagram. Hashtag follow the email, DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Um, make sure you're sending all your thoughts, random or otherwise, to it. So that way, Ober is really happy when we get all those. Yeah. Please make sure that you, you're going on to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating. That really does help other people find us. Uh, please make sure that you're going to Patreon and signing up. We will be throwing up a... Um, few different pieces of content uh one of which is a blooper reel pretty soon um and then also make sure that you go on there and somebody s- subscribe to the 25 dollar uh podcast one that way chris has to drink an entire chilada with you on skype yeah uh, i mean don't do that one <laughs> that's chris i gotta say that's dedication for the podcast because i know if i gave you 25 dollars, you wouldn't do it so that just means you must really love our listeners I do, I do love the listeners, especially the ones that want to pay us twenty five dollars. I hate that. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. Somebody's so, gonna do it. I know, but I don't know who yet. So I think Brad uh, debated it. Well, the, yeah, and the th- the thing about it is, it's gonna be exclusive to just just them. So yeah. So it's if you want this this personal experience watching Chris drink his, the worst beer he's ever had, now's your chance. <laughs> Make sure that you guys are using our uh, Amazon affiliate link as well. That way we get all the, the monies from that. Um, make sure next time you guys are looking for a Land Rover, you go on there, click it, buy it, have it shipped to your house two days. It'll be in your driveway. And you know, we'll we also- keep saying that. We got to make sure that they sell Land Rovers on Amazon before we keep. <laughs> for some reason, I don't think Land Rover and is on Amazon. I mean, they might be. I know yeah. they have everything, but. You know, people should go check. And then when they see it there, they should buy it. Through our affiliate link. Um, special shout out to James Vakovic from James Vakovic Design for our awesome logo. And with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. 
And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. So I think I'm going to start linking this toy Land Rover into our show notes. (laughs) (laughs) It's 35.39, so someone go on and buy that. Unfortunately, it's the only real one. Oh, you look at